All right, listen, guys, I'm recording this, okay, please? This is, there's something very important I want you guys to, to understand. First of all, you know, although we can't see God and we can't feel Him, we can't touch Him, we can't reach out to Him in a way that we can touch each other and we can feel each other and we can see each other, that doesn't mean that God is not with us. The Bible makes it clear that Jesus, He lives in us by His Spirit. Although He's in heaven in His bodily form, He lives through us by His Spirit. How, how does He do that? These are some questions that you should be asking yourselves. And I, I think if you read the Bible, I'm positively sure if you read the Bible, you will see that Jesus, although He is man, but Although he is man, he is God. I don't know if that, that sounded right, but yes, Jesus is God and man, simply put. He is God and man. And as God, he lives, he is, he is God, the Spirit, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one. Now, it's a mystery how that's done. The Bible doesn't explain what well, is done by mathematical equations or is done by you know reason there's no reason to it there's no way to explain it we just have to trust that that's how it's done and that's the way God has revealed to us and if you're feeling like or sensing that God is not with you then you should be you should be instantly alarmed you should be you should be instantly um, afraid you know, one of the things that when you were when you guys were babies and things like that, at a certain age, if if I was not looking at you, or if I wasn't right in your face, say for example, if I was behind you instead of in front of you, you would get this look on your face, like, and I mean, you would just be like shaking, shivering. I mean, you, I mean, not, is it shivering or what does he call it when you're so fearful? Trembling. You, you, you'll be trembling because you thought for that moment, that brief moment, because you were a baby, you didn't know any better. You were certain you weren't even really a newborn baby, but you're just at a certain age. That you were aware of me that if I was if I moved behind you out of your sight, you would begin to tremble in fear because you thought I left you. You thought I no longer existed. Even as far as you knew, what happened to him? He's poof. He's here one moment. Now he's poof. He's gone. You know, and you, and you start crying. Literally, you start crying, yelling, screaming until I get back in your face. Um, it should be the same way with God in your walk with God. When you start to, Mariah, please come up front here, please. Come up front because you keep messing with her. You can't, for whatever reason, you can't keep your hands off of her. Um, When you feel that, sense that with God, you should be the same way. You need to pray. You need to talk with someone. That's why it's so important to have Christian friends. It's so important to have Christian friends, meaning not only, you know, you guys stay on these, 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 whatever you call it, machines, texting and all that kind of stuff. I hope you have Christian friends that you can talk to. And so when you have these feelings, when you start feeling like this, 
And is there a God? I mean, what's, what's up with this God? You should be contacting them and talking with them so you guys can talk each other through. I'm concerned because I see you guys going down a path that eventually is, it could destroy you. These phones, entertainment, movies, and things like that, I'm concerned. You guys spend more time on these things than you do other things that which are most more important or should be more important. And if I don't do something, then I wouldn't be doing my job. As your parents, as your father, I wouldn't be doing my job. So I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm asking you, I'm begging you, spend more time in prayer. Spend more time with your Christian friends. Make friendships with um, Christians. Visit their homes. See how they're living. You're going to find out that they have problems just like we do. We're not perfect. None of us are perfect. Matter of fact, if we were perfect, then we wouldn't need to be Christians. We have problems. We have issues. But the, the worst thing to do is to is to um, attribute it to God as God. It's, it's God's fault. It's because it's, it's God is not real or you start getting to going down that path uh, questioning God and questioning His presence. If you start going down that path, you need to know, and I'm going to tell you right now, that you chose that path. And you, you made that decision. You made that decision. Nobody else made it for you. Nobody else made you, made you do it. Not me. Even if I was, and I'm probably young to you, I'm probably the worst dad. But even if I was the worst dad to you, I'm not responsible for your behavior and what you believe. I'm not responsible for it. I'm not, gonna, I'm not, I'm not the one responsible. You're going to be ultimately held responsible for your behavior on the day of judgment. You. God is not going to be like, oh, yeah, you had, you, had, you, had a terrible, you had a terrible father. He already knows that. You already know we have we we have terrible parents. Our first parents, Adam and Eve, they, you can't get no worse than that. <laughs> you can't get no worse than they what they did. They they had the ability to obey God, and they didn't. They chose not to obey God, and God held them responsible, and He's holding them responsible even to this day. That's why we die. We multiply and we die. It's a sign that God's like, yeah, uh-huh, I know, yeah, Adam, it's his fault, but I'm holding you responsible too. Why? Because not only do we, not only do we have original sin, meaning starting with Adam and Eve, we also do what? We have our own, what? Actual sins. We actually sin from day to day. Whenever you walk away from God, whenever you, and you got to remember, guys, listen, you guys are you have been baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. You have been up under the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ since as long as you can remember. And God is going to hold you even more responsible than, say, for example, someone who were in a country, say, that was in a, a place that never had the gospel. He's going to hold you more responsible than them. them. Because you, you've heard the gospel. You know the gospel. You heard the gospel. You know Jesus. 
At least you know about them. And that's all that, that's all right there. That's all that, that matters. So don't take this lightly. What I'm saying to you today. Don't take it lightly. I pray. You know, I beg you, don't take it lightly. Because your eternal destiny depends on it. Class subject. One of the things too, like I, I expressed to you earlier, I need your respect. I don't think you guys quite understand what this means. But when I say I need your respect, I want your respect. I demand respect. This is not something that I'm making up on my own. This is something that God himself demands from you. Leviticus. There's, there's plenty of places in the Bible, but I'm going to start with Leviticus chapter 19. Verse um, 3. It reads, first of all, it says, Each of you must respect his mother and father, and you must observe my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. Notice. Each of you must respect. That word respect, the same word I'm, I'm asking you guys to learn and to know, is right here in the Bible. So I'm not telling you to do something that even myself, listen, I have to respect my parents too. When I go to my parents' home, I don't know if you've noticed, I respect my parents. I respect their rich wishes as far as how to live in their household. So this, is, this just doesn't apply to you. It applies to me too. Now, one of the things you need to ask yourself, whenever you read the Bible, ask yourself, who's speaking here? Does anybody know? Each of you must respect his mother and father. Who do you think is speaking here? It's Leviticus, right? Yes, in the book of Leviticus. It's most likely Moses through God. Yeah, very good, Elijah. That's good. I'm really impressed with that. That's good. That's a great answer. And I think that's the right answer. Anybody else? Who have, did you have any other thoughts? So, but if, if if Moses is saying, each of you must respect his mother and father, and you must obey, observe my Sabbaths. Why is he saying that? That's the next question you need to ask yourself. Why is he saying that? Well, I'm gonna tell you why he's saying that. That's possible too. Yes, definitely. But I'm going to tell you why. If you go up one, one more verse, it says, The Lord said to Moses. So the Lord is what? When, he, when it says, The Lord said to Moses, the Lord, what? He spoke to Moses, right? Yes. Speak to the entire assembly of Israel and say to them, Be holy, because I, the Lord your God, am holy. And then it is verse 3. There's quotation marks there. Really what Moses is saying, he's saying the exact words that he's speaking the words of God. So these, this is God speaking through Moses. And this, if God is speaking through Moses these words, then that should be an indication to you that this is what God wants for you. Because he's speaking to who? Who's he speaking to? The assembly of Israel. Moses is speaking to the assembly of Israel. Well, who's Israel? The assembly of Israel. Compared to us. They're the people of God. They're the same as us. Compared to us, they're the same as us. We're, we're, we're in the same kingdom. We're talking about the kingdom of God here. We're in this, we're, we are the people of God. Just like they were, we are. 
Now the difference is, is that unlike them, we have the written word before us, first of all. And we're able to read it for ourselves, unlike them. That's why Moses had to speak to them and speak for God and so forth. And so, we have it, in a sense, we have it a little bit better than they did. And unlike them, this was when? During what time? In comparison to Christ. Was it before Christ or after Christ? Christ. It was before Christ. And if it was before Christ, what does that mean? It was a lot harder. Yeah, it had to be a lot more harder. Well, really, they were just babies in Christ, if you really think about it. So, you know, that's why they needed Moses to mediate, to, to speak. Because remember, when, they, when God tried speaking to them, what happened? What did they do? No, God didn't say that. No, God didn't say anything. But what happened was they, 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 they knew that they were in the presence of a holy God. That's why God said, speak and say to them, be holy because I, the Lord your God, am holy. And they knew it. They could instantly sense it. And they, they, were, they were struck with fear. They, they, were, they, they were like, we are not going to ever, be, we don't ever want to be in this position again. Moses, you, look, look, you, you go talk to him. We don't want to be in his presence. Who else, who, else, who else said that in the New Testament? Didn't want to be in the presence of Jesus. Who said they didn't want to be in the presence of Jesus? Because he was so holy. Anybody remember? It was one of the disciples. Remember? Peter. Possibly Peter. I'm thinking Peter, but it could have been one of the other ones. But it was definitely one of the disciples. They were like, just like that. Like, like the people of Israel. But my point is this. Um... Respect is to what does it mean? To respect your parents. It means to have regard for us. To have regard for our feelings, our wishes, our desires. Listen, I'm gonna tell you something. There's probably not one person on this planet right now that wants more wants the best for you more than I do. I know you guys don't realize this, and you guys think that, you know what, oh, they just want to ruin my fun. They just always, they just want to blah, 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 blah. They don't want me to do nothing. But listen, I, I just want the best for you. I want the best for you. Your mother and I, we both, we want the best for you. And so, let us make sure that we um, understand that. There are going to be people who are going to try to steer you away from, from us. You know, I'll never forget when, when Jordan went to school. Your brother, your older brother, when he went to school. Um, one of the things that they, they, they specifically said, you know what? We're basically, they didn't, say it in, quote, they didn't say it in these words, but they basically said, you know what? Your child belongs to us now. You can just walk away and forget all about them because they belong to us. When they said that, I was like, in my mind, I thought to myself, you know what? That's not going to ever happen. But they were right. It, it does. That's how it works. The colleges, these colleges, these so quote-unquote colleges, I, I, my, I, I realize from experience now, they are not the best for Christians, especially uh, new, 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 newborn Christians or forming Christians, Christians, people who 
who are who are who are still formulating, who are still growing, who are who are not yet fully matured. That's what I'm trying to say. Immature Christians, you're not the best place. They they will lead you astray. They will they will they will convince you that you there is no God, and that everything that happens in this world is is by is by chance and is by is by natural process processes and stuff like that. And it's it's a lie. They deprave the minds, the young minds of Christians. As your parent, as your father, I'm going to start thinking differently about college and whether to send you or not. Of course, ultimately, I won't have any choice. Well, I'll have a choice, I should say. I won't have a choice, but I can't force you not to go to college. But I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to try to do everything I can to influence you to, 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 to help you to see that these places are not looking out for your best interest. They're not looking out for your best interest. They're only looking out for their interest. And that is what? Money. Because they've got to pay for these places. They've got to pay all the professors. They've got to pay the teachers and so forth. And, and they've they, they got to sell an ideal that is totally opposite of what someone like myself, who's a parent, who wants you to be a Christian? They want. They got to sell that. They got to sell that to you. They got to sell sell that ideal to you that is better than being a Christian. It's more fun, funner than being a Christian. It's it's more rewarding than being a Christian because you can make all kind of money. You can you can be superstars. You can be all that you can be, and all this, these all these. These these cliches, these these you know these phrases, and so I'll, I'm gonna try to steer you away from that. I, I'm, I'm I'm gonna be straight up with you. That's that's what I'm gonna try to do, and that's what I want to do, because I've been down that path. I know a lot of you probably don't even realize this, but I graduated from college too. And I'm I'm in a position right now. If I wanted to, I can graduate with a master's. But you know what? It came. To me, by revelation, I believe of God. But you know what? There's more to life than this. There's more to life than, than, than having a BA, an MA, a CPA, and all this kind of stuff. And it's, it's far richer. It's far greater. Far more rewarding. Because it's eternal. No one else can offer you eternal life except for God. Except for Jesus. And no one else can, 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 can provide that for you. Then Jesus. Then no one else can provide but Jesus, I should say. Nobody else can provide that for you but Jesus. And I hope for you that you want eternal life. I hope that during this, this time, as we enter into the season of Advent, that is, the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the first coming, of course, that you remember the reason why we celebrate, the reason for the season, which is Jesus. With head bowed, with heads bowed, eyes closed, let us pray. Lord God, Father in heaven, bless you once again. I pray for my children. I pray, Father, that you have mercy on their souls. And I pray, Father, that you would make yourself real to them. That they can know you and love you with all their heart, mind, soul strength, and to love their neighbors in the same way that they love themselves.
In Jesus' name, I ask and pray. Amen.